Hey guys, welcome back to the Week in Review. Everybody say, say hi to Beth. No, Beth, say hi to them. Hi, guys. All right. Hey, we it hope only you guys took are us like four practices. Four. For, who are you kidding? <laughs> Way more than four. But we're glad you guys are, are here. We're glad you guys are tuning in and listening to this. We hope it does help you guys as you lead your small groups in each and every single week. And uh, I know there might be a little few more of you here this week because of the message this past weekend. You know, this is the fun week, right? This, this is the is week. The fun week. We get to talk about what, Beth? Money. Yes. Money, money, money. money. Yeah. money. Yeah. And we're going to get to that. And before we do, though, just everybody breathe. It's going to be okay. All right. It's going to be okay. This is actually, gonna, I think, going to be a great conversation for us in small groups. Uh, a couple announcements. We have some stuff going on. The men are going away this weekend to, yes, uh, to the so men's retreat. Exciting! If you have guys going, make sure. I know this is kind of week early. We'll tell you again, but make sure when they come back that you get them to share about their experiences at camp. I think we have over fifty guys going up uh, to camp. So really, not to camp to retreat for the for the weekend. So that's exciting. We also have a women's uh, tea coming up in in a couple of weeks. So ladies, if you like tea or you like Christmas bazaar, I think. That's yeah, what. it's going to be a fun time of gathering together and getting to see what the unique things that the ladies in our church make. And That's awesome. So it's a good opportunity for your small group to come together and kind of kick off some fall festivities. And we actually did kick off the kind of Christmas holiday season early. I know Halloween hasn't happened yet. That's happening on Thursday for you small group leaders, by the way. For if our you're going to cancel. Our, yeah, our Thursday night small group yeah. leaders. We understand it's it's Halloween, and uh, if you cancel, just let your group know. Encourage them to to be able to go have a good time with their or family, or do something together as yeah. a small group. Just depends yeah. on what the age group of your you know, inside yeah. group, how old the kids are. If you have a lot of young families, you probably cancel. Let them be with their kids and have a good time. Uh, we're we're not we're not all pro Halloween, but we're also not an, we're not anti families having fun together. We're not so. anti candy. Yeah, well, there you go, perfect. But we kicked off the holiday fun with our Christmas kind of our here, there, and everywhere giving. And we really highlighted three things for us this year. We have our giving tree, which is uh, our ability as a church to go out and make sure that people in our community and around our community have a great Christmas. Mm -hmm. We have OCC, which is Operation Christmas Child, which is an opportunity for our church to make sure that kids all across the the world, world. not just have a great Christmas, but kids all across this world have the opportunity uh, to hear Jesus, and hear the name of Jesus during this Christmas season. And lastly, we also highlighted op- um, compassion because we continue to partner with compassion around the world in Guatemala and around the world to, to ensure that kids get all the n- nutrition that they need and they hear the name of Jesus. So those three things encourage your group. They'll be out for two more weeks uh, to participate in that. Awesome. And then if you, uh, you know, took a child's name or a child's an opportunity to do that, share that in your group. I think that that would be yeah. good for everyone to <clears throat> share over who they got and who, um, what they're buying. And then just also take an opportunity to pray for them. Yeah. So jumping into this weekend, um, there was a lot inside this sermon. And so mm-hmm. it's taking some time. What did you hear? I think this question is important on a week like this, because oftentimes when things, when we talk about matters that are close to the heart, Sometimes we hear different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, okay, what did you hear Steve say this weekend? Mm-hmm. How have you maybe heard somebody else say this in the past? And what is what's kind of still swirling around maybe as, as you think about this week? One of the things that Steve did this weekend is he provided a grid 
uh, you know, and as a visual, and as a visual, they actually put on side of our note sheet there, kind of a box is one, two, three, or four, and where we position ourselves, you know. So, what do we want to do with our money? What do we want to do with what does God want to do with our money, or what does God want to do with God's money? Kind mm-hmm. of, the, and I think that grid is a great visual. <clears throat> One way to even ask that first question is: is which grid do you most often operate in? Hmm, that's good. That's and, good. And, and maybe even say, okay, if you were to draw a line, because it's in quadrants, right? If you mm-hmm. were to draw a circle, where would you put your your kind of the majority of your yes, yeah. Yes. Where would you put your most your operating kind of where you operate out of, and then have a discussion about that? Why? Maybe some of us grew up in the, with the church history, and so we grew up with the concept of giving to God. So for us, it's just we're we may be on one side of recognizing the other people that have never grown up in a church context and giving to God is something completely foreign. So they're not, they're going to be a different spectrum, different mm-hmm. side of the spectrum. And then jumping into <clears throat> that, and I think that eases us into that second question. When it comes to money, what has shaped your perspective? And so if you put a mark in a box, then you can ask that second question, well, how did you get there? Yeah. And just being really mindful in that situation, you know, we all have different platforms of where we sit on money. And so something that might have worked for you might not work for others. And so as long as this is, this is what works for me, but not everyone should now jump in and be, you know... Yeah, I think be mindful of that. Also, when we're talking about money, I want to push us beyond the borders of just what money we give to God. Mm-hmm. But what are our perspectives of money? Period. Period. What we have to understand is is there are very few things in our lives that shape us as much as money does because it's there's status, there there is safety, there's so much that is wrapped up into do- the dollar. Mm-hmm. But we also have to understand is oftentimes our theology can be shaped hmm. By, by money. And so if you grew up in affluence, if you grew up with lots of money, it's going to change and skew the way you view the Bible compared to someone who grew up with a lack of money. Mm-hmm. And so just even for us to have a second inside of small groups, okay, what is your view of money? How'd you get there? What was your view of money growing up? Was there, was there a time of plenty and our times of need? And how has that shaped how we view God? Because if you were a person in need, and particularly in Southern California growing up, and you saw affluence, there was that constant desire, want. There could be this, 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 this kind of hunger that's within you that can shape and change the way that you view God, view other people. Mm, that's and that's good. the kind of question we're looking at getting to. After that, we're dropping down into the verses. And all these verses are going to tie not just into the concept of money, but again, the concept of the heart of the person who is giving, right? Or the heart behind money. And so... I think that, you know, Matthew 6, it's in the center of the Sermon on the Mount. It's kind of the core of what Jesus was doing in those largest sermon he did. And he talks about where we store up our treasure. Mm-hmm. And and I think when we talk about money, I want to talk about the three T's, our time, our talent, and our treasure. Mm-hmm. And it's hard in this aspect because we're saying treasure is money, yeah. but it's really beyond that. So. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your talents, the gifts, the natural abilities you have? And what are you doing with your money if we use that for the treasure? Apply that, those three things to this Matthew 6 passage. And to, yeah, and to have a kingdom mindset when yeah. it comes to those things. That's good. And then looking at 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel is the end <clears throat> of of kind of this this great saga or story mm. for David. And what we see is David's going to come to offer a sacrifice. And he was given an opportunity where he needed things to do this. And so he's requesting it. Somebody said, I'll give them to you. And David said, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, this is about me giving to God. This is not about me getting something to give to God. And so there's a really cool principle in here. I say flush that out. Um, 
the, I think the passage sets up the context good enough for your, yeah, your group to have a conversation there. Mm-hmm. The one that actually could use some more is in Malachi. And Malachi is a small book, right? For you to find at the end of the new, at the end of the Old Testament. Um, but where would you, how would you expand this one, Beth? Um, I would just go from verse 16, six down to 15. I think it's a good, uh, look into it of a conversation between, uh, God and what God and how he's speaking to his people. And so, uh, for you to have a greater understanding of kind of what's going on, if you just drop right in the middle there, it might have a little bit of confusion. You know, one of the things to remember in our small groups is not everybody knows common stories and common phrases and, you know, things that we use. And so when we say like, oh, the storehouse passage, you know, where a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, I know that. There's going to be people in your group that like, what's Malachi, (laughs) you know? And so just being really mindful to set good, um, uh, like the the setting around the passage. Don't just jump in and expect everybody to already know what context this should be coming in. And why a passage, like why context is extremely important is because of a passage just like this. If mm-hmm. you just take a small sip of this, this can become very, you know, name it and claim it. God, that if I do this for mm-hmm. you, God will give me this. And, and God is saying that, that there is a reward that he wants to get. He's a good God who wants to give good gifts. Every good thing comes from above. Yes. And amen. But we also have to understand that this is coming out of a, a rebuke, out of a, a call of repentance. Mm-hmm. And so this is a recognition of something that they are not doing. Yes. <laughs> and he's trying to call them into something, in, not into the blessing, call them into something. But that means that they have to have an action there. And I think that to, in order to understand that, you have to read a little bit before, a little bit after. I encourage you as a small group leader, if you're going to go after this one, I would read chapter three. Oh, wow. And That's good. And just read chapter three. And then if you need, Malachi is a short book. You can read the mm. whole book, let's be honest. But you can just read chapter three. It'll get a better context That's good. for how you can apply that. Um, <clears throat> we're going into uh, the last question. This is one where actually I would say that if, depending on how your group is gelling, um, this would be an interesting question to ask altogether. And the reason why I say that is I would really want a husband and wife to do this one together. Hmm. And we say, okay, where are aspects of our life where we are feeling like, man, we are handling our money well? And where are aspects of our life where we feel like we need to adjust? And again, we're not just talking about giving here. There's some of us who are living beyond our means, mm-hmm. right? There's some of us who have a spending habit. This might need to be a question where you start together and then you split. And then, and then, and then you, <clears throat> you... You split. But the reason I want to say start together is... is and I don't know if you guys have experienced this in your group, but sometimes uh, I have families who have very open and robust conversations about money, and then I have other families who so this is like the elephant in the room. They just mm-hmm. think they don't discuss. Mm-hmm. They each have like the, oh, it, <clears throat> you know, we kind of go through it because they don't want to fight. Maybe they've had a history of fighting about this in the past. And so one of the things where they have areas to grow, they get convicted at is how we talk about money. Mm-hmm. And kind of not even how we deal with money or how we use money, but how we talk about it. So I would just suggest that this would be a good one to do all together and then break off for prayer. And you guys know your group the best. So you guys can be really, uh, thinking about that ahead of time, you know, watch out for triggers, watch out for potential things to come up. But honestly, this is a beautiful opportunity for couples to be able to say like, yes, we are on the same page or no, we're not. And just be honest in that. And I think there's even an opportunity here as we're sitting here talking about this, 
at the end of this, maybe split off. And if you have a group that's predominantly married couples, to split off and say, okay, hey, we're going to go pray over this and how we deal with money. Mm. If you're a group where it's a lot of groups have mixed uh, both singles mm. and couples, don't do that. That's that's awkward for our single friends and, mm. that are there. Um, but my group this year has all married couples. So I might even say, okay, we're going to go off and pray over that, what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we hope you guys have a great time as you discuss the dollar. <laughs> the dollar. The uh, might. Yeah, the might. The, yeah, discuss money in your, your groups, knowing that God does want to make sure that this is not something that is trapping us, but something that has freed us to see more of him. So, hope you guys have a great week. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.